Hello, what's going on, Dave? Let me go ahead and invite you up. I can invite you to speak. There we go. Hello. Hello. Hey, buddy. How are you, David? I am doing extremely well. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me. It uh, is so nice. I was in Arizona with some of our former partners uh, there uh, with Build Your Empire, and uh, everyone has just so many great Great things to say about Incredible. you and so excited about MediaKids.com as well. <laughs> Thank you so much. So cool thing about this app. So I can switch it on right now to go in a public setting. There might be like two or three people that listen in, but it's a good way just to record it. And again, I appreciate you taking time. I know that we have 20 minutes, so I'm going to switch it to public and there'll be a couple people that are popping in, but we'll just jam out like a normal podcast. Right, I love right, it, man. Thank you. Second. All righty. Well, Dave, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Welcome to Colin. Thanks for coming on here. I'm excited. I know the, the caption that I wrote for this room was empowering over 1 billion people to be happy. And I know you stand so strongly in that statement, but for people that may not know your background, what you do, what you stand for, I'd love for you to give them a quick high level. Yeah. So, you know, my mission, as you said, is to empower over a billion people to be happy, to teach them how to make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. And I've, through my journey, learned so many lessons, paid so much dummy tax that over the last four years from the time working with Gary Vaynerchuk to working with you and many others have learned to take the traditional lessons that I've learned and capture those, modify them, amplify them and perpetuate them in all different formats and all different platforms and mediums in order to effectuate a stronger frequency, a certain spectrum and message and clear clarity that allows people to learn how just to do this with values and daily practices so that they don't have to pay the W tax, that they can have the clarity, balance and focus that I've achieved at 53, but instead at 23, 33, and 43. And it's been a blessing with the podcasts that I have, the TV shows, the movies, the speeches, the books, the clubhouses, and all the other things that we're doing here. Uh, and this is another great platform to help empower others to empower others. I love that. And, you know, from firsthand, just being in business with you now and, and knowing you over the years as, as a mentor of mine, you've always maximized every minute when I'm with you, when you're at home and everything in between. And that's something that I learn from you every time I'm in your presence. And I'd love for you to touch on that regarding managing your time and doing everything you do, but also still having the time and willingness to empower with the goal of 1 billion people to be happy. Like, how do you manage your time and make all this happen? Well, first of all, you have to understand what time is. So time is a man-made construct, and it's based off of one thing. It's based off the speed of light. See, the speed of light is 186,000 miles per second, and most people don't realize that in the man-made construct of time, the world that we live in, we're all given 24 hours a day. That's the construct that we're given. And within that construct, we have activities, activities to be productive, to provide value to others, to be accessible to others, and to access what we want to receive. And most importantly, the activity of gratitude, the ability to find light, love, and lessons and everything that allows us to grow, expand, and accelerate. Well, how do we do that? We have to use the only thing that is at a faster speed or a faster vibration or frequency than time. And that's thought. 
And so although it may sound silly to people, I tell them that I'm more productive, accessible, and gracious than most people on earth because I'm thoughtful. I believe <laughs> in being kind and thoughtful. I actually utilize the speed of thought which moves faster than the speed of light. And let me give you an example, Casey. If you don't believe me, everybody listening, think about a thousand years ago. Get a picture in your mind? Of course you do. Now, think about a thousand years from now. Everybody got a picture in your mind? I know you see aliens and Mars and all that stuff. I know you got it. (laughs) Now, that was the speed of thought. Now, everybody come with me right now. Let's go a thousand years ago. Let's all go there. Oh, you can't? Okay, everybody, let's go a thousand years. In the, oh, you can't go a thousand years in the future? Steve, the speed of thought, and this thought moves faster than the, the speed of sound. So I put thoughtfulness into everything that I do by having daily practices of knowing what I want, who can help me, who I can help, how am I going to get it done with productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, and apply applying what I should do now, prioritizing by what's most important according to my what, my who, and my how, and then applying my why, not looking for it or searching for the why. If you apply your why to the what, the who, the how, and the now, you will be more efficient and effective and statistically successful. You will be more productive, accessible, and gracious in your life. You will make more money, help more people, and have more fun. And that's the mission I'm on, to empower people like you, Casey, that I know will empower another thousand, to empower another thousand to do just that. I I love that. (laughs) You're giving me energy, Dave. Uh, Something I did want to talk about today that is is from even our, our meeting last week, just regarding sports and with what we're building at Media Kits, it's it's so cool to see as someone that's getting into not only the business world over the years, but how small or decisions that um, represent markets such as NCAA and the name, image, and likeness rule and what happens there. I know your background's in sports. Like, what does it mean, or how could you believe a company or of any size can capitalize on opportunities? How do you think about business when it comes to um, like? tackling different opportunities in front of you with there being so much going on in this ever-changing environment? Yeah, I think it's really important to look within, right? I always say you give meaning to everything you see, and especially in the backdrop of sports or entertainment where people are emotionally attached and they lose sight of what it's really about. And whether it's crypto or NFTs or sports entertainment, uh, esports, all the different things that I'm involved with, I actually derive my power through looking within to myself and asking myself, what skills do I have or my product solution or service have? What knowledge, not only of what do I have, but who, what knowledge of who do I have that assists can be synergistic, supplementary, or aligned with what I'm doing, the product, service, or solution, or myself? And then what's my desire? Because I have to align that desire, the ability to find light, love, and lessons in that by itself. And when you can take the skills, knowledge, and desires, your capabilities, and align them to what's synergistic and supplementary to sports, entertainment, esports, NFTs, all of these different things, you will find that there's less interference between you and what you really already are. And you are what you see inside of you. You don't have to worry about the chaotic nature of what exists outside of you. You don't have to create interference between the happiness, the health, the wealth, and the worthiness that you already have and you already are. You can spend your time by shifting your perspective and paradigm to get rid of the interference, 
all the different insecurities, the anxieties, the worries, the guilt, the resentment, the offenses, the anger, the frustration, the inferiority, the superiority, the separateness that we create because we're always looking outside of us for what you need to find inside of you. And when you take this perspective, it doesn't matter what backdrop, industry, career, job that you think you want to do. You can find how to best maximize the opportunities as well as the options by looking within yourself at the skills, the knowledge, and desires that you have. You give meaning to everything you see. That's incredible. And, you know, something that I always think about is what you say when you say dummy tax, right? And I'd love for you to define the dummy tax, but also talk about how you've dealt with challenges throughout your journey and, and how you've overcame those. That's a great, uh, you know, I, I love the dummy tax. And the dummy <laughs> tax is your perspective of pain, setbacks, failures, struggles, mistakes, all the things that people see as stop signs that I've been blessed to see as uh, a turn signal. See, I don't see the pain, struggles, setbacks, failures, and I've had big ones, like a $100 million loss and went bankrupt. That's a lot of dummy tax to pay, but it's not necessarily a bad tax. You see, sometimes you pay taxes as an investment in yourself, and the greatest investment in myself was the lessons that I learned by realizing that pain, struggles, setbacks, failures, mistakes, void shortages, and obstacles are nothing but things that propel me to a better place, a better situation, or make my situation better. If I have the right perspective, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration in my life, if I have the ability to find the light, the love, and the lessons in those mistakes, pain becomes not a punishment, but it becomes a propeller. It propels me to a better situation, a better place. It makes my life better. And so that dummy tax is the amount of energy, time, emotion, and value that I had to spend to learn those lessons. And the reason... I do what I do so that you and people like you and that community, that wonderful community you have, doesn't have to pay the dummy tax. You don't have to lose $100 million, my brother. I will give you the <laughs> lessons. I will tell you, and you, you know it's the truth, because we have had situations where you had an opportunity that you could have tried to figure it out yourself, but instead you just asked somebody that sat in the situation you wanted to be in, someone that had already paid the dummy tax, and in a matter of minutes, I was able to explain what I learned over 20 years and over hundreds of millions of dollars that I lost, and you were able to leverage that without having to experience the pain that I had to experience and still be able to propel yourself to a better place, a better position or make your position better. Absolutely. <laughs> Very well said. Um, when you think about the future of not only yourself, Dave, but your community, and I know you talked about NFTs and, and you brought up Gary V earlier, and I've been fascinated by seeing his whole community with V friends and the whole NFT space. Do you plan on doing any, community-driven NFT projects, or how do you think about that when it comes to your brand, just looking into the future of NFTs? Yeah, so I'm a picks and shovels person, and I also invest in other people that I want to learn. So, you know, I've invested in, in Gary's stuff. I've invested in Creatify. Um, I, myself, am yep. keeping my eye and learning on how can I apply the skills, knowledge, and desire of this new type of opportunity to what I do. And I allow myself to not let time hurry me into a frenzy of overbuying or overselling. And you can tell that when we're prospecting, whether it's crypto or NFTs or other things that come out, that there's overbuying and overselling through the volatility of understanding the market, 
the market makers and those that are buying and selling. And when we do that, we can actually take advantage and start to understand and learn where are the picks and shovels being sold? Because I want to be involved in companies that it doesn't matter which NFTs are popular or which ones are unpopular or what platforms are popular or not popular. I want to be into the other side of it. You know, if we look at the history of uh, banking, I like to be in the merchant service side of things where I'm somebody that can work with everyone. And that's really why I created my sports marketing company is because, you know, there's a very conflictual competitive state of uh, sports agentry when we looked and worked with Lee Steinberg, the most notable sports agency. But when I got into the sports marketing side with Warren Moon, we were Switzerland. We were picks and shovels in the sports world. We were dealing with every athlete, every event, every charity. And we were just bringing them all together to aggregate the margins of millions by creating margins for everyone, creating a win, 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 win by leveraging those skills, the knowledge of what and who, and the desire that we had to utilize the backdrop of sports so that we could do our best, learn lessons, and have fun. Yep. Something I, I want to bring up as well, I've been thinking on in the past two days, even media gets related, is I, I was having this conversation about, you know, athletes on and off the field. They have their they have their coach that works with them in the gym. They have their coach that works with them on, on the mindset side of things. And nowadays, as I brought up earlier, and I want to get your thoughts on is, with college athletes being able to monetize their brand and you've been such a great resource for me to look at like, Hey, how you're building your brand. What do you think about athletes, you know, hiring and working with uh, business coaches to help them build their brand? And how do you think the NIL rule will change college sports moving forward? Oh my goodness. It changes college sports forever in two ways. One, it legitimizes what's been going on for years. So all those players that were getting paid before under the table now can get paid more on top of the table and take their fair share and their fair cut. But where I really love the rule is that those people, as you said, with business coaching uh, in the derivative of people understanding branding, marketing, not just for the big, you know, the big 10 athletes uh, that are out there that would make their money anyway and build their own brands anyway through the largest organizations, but what makes it so interesting is the micro communities, the hyper engaged, interested communities. So if you take, you know, an Ivy League captain of a hockey team uh, or a Big Ten captain of a lacrosse team and, and you take that captain and you are now allowed to give them a couple hundred dollars a month to post up you know, their favorite David Meltzer videos, for example. See, a guy like David Meltzer never would go to, you know, a a quarterback and pay them to do anything for me. But I will pay, you know, the captain of the Ivy League ice hockey team a couple hundred dollars a month to post up his favorite stuff of mine and comment to his micro-community, hyper-engaged micro-community, how inspiring or impactful certain things that I'm doing are. Why? Because one, those are the type of people that I want in my community. I don't want people that just like a dancing bear on TikTok. I could be a dancing bear on TikTok. That's just yeah. not the Dave Meltzer spectrum. Mine are the highest level of thought leaders, the millionaires, billionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, entertainers. And guess who those people are? They're the captains of Harvard's hockey team or Yale's yeah. hockey team. Those are the yeah. cross captains. Those are the water polo uh, captain at USC. Those are the people that I want. And, you know, for the same couple hundred dollars, not only am I thoroughly helping out 
some hockey player, lacrosse player, or water polo player. They'll never forget. So when that guy is managing, you know, a billion dollar company someday, they'll remember the hundred or two hundred dollars that I gave them while they were in college, so they had enough money to go home or buy their date, you know, some flowers or you know, afford a little bit of beer, whatever it yeah. was. They'll never forget that case. And for me, that's the biggest change. Is not only is it more fair and open for the greatest athletes, but it now extends out, as you know, guys like you and I, 10 years ago, would never have an audience. Now we have millions of people. (laughs) The same thing holds true for the lacrosse, hockey, and water polo players. Absolutely. That's such a great breakdown. I appreciate that, Dave. Um, Last question or two more questions before we wrap up here. I want to be respectful of time. Just, I know you recently invested in media kids which is our, my new startup when you think about investing mainly in people but also industries like what's your investment thesis and how has it changed over the years well first of all my investment thesis starts with trust so i look at the individual the market the market makers and the buy and sell side of everything uh and then after it goes to trust uh which i implicitly uh, trust you. And that's why I invested in that company. But then I go into the vetting process of seeing where and how I can be a strategic partner. So as an advisor to the company, I know that I'm able to leverage all the network that I have, which is in need, right? I know that MediaKits.com fills a huge need, huge need for all the clients I have, all the speakers, the podcasters, all the different book writers out there. Most of them don't even know what a media kit is and the requirements, let alone all the PR agencies (laughs) that are trying to facilitate, how do I create so many media kits for this TikToker or influencer or whatever they are? Now, I was blown away. I just have to tell you, I made my investment and I trusted you and I vetted the deal like a fierce cat. You know, I believe in betting, but more, more <laughs> yes. don't put my name on something. I want to make sure it's successful and I'm not successful all the time. albeit uh, I wanted to make sure, especially because you're involved, that you were involved in something worthwhile. But man, when I saw how this thing works, you guys came to my office at SoFi <laughs> Stadium. I went to the launch party and was blessed to be on a panel with some other advisors like Forbes Riley and Dan Fleischman and other people that are invested in the company with me. I, I was blown away. It's very rare, Casey, the first time I see <laughs> you know, the first iteration of something that I'm blown away. I'm usually like, well, we can improve this or whatever. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> This Thank thing you. has so much potential. And uh, like Dan Fleischman, Forbes, and I, uh, we are all so excited about what you all are doing, and we are all in support and here to help you. Thank you, Dave. That means the absolute world to me. So I appreciate that. Well, last thing before we wrap up here, Dave, I know for everyone listening, I would love for them to continue to follow you, be a part of your journey, and absolutely allow you to empower them. So where's the best place for them to stay in touch with you, follow you, and Get updates on everything you're doing. Yeah, so for me, it's real simple. Either Google me or email me, david at dmeltzer.com. I'm David Meltzer everywhere, M-E-L-T-Z-R. But if you email me, I will give you my books, ebook, audiobook. I'll sign a copy, send you. I'll pay for shipping and the book. Don't worry. But I have, you know, five daily practices, my value. I have a template for referrals. I have a template how to ask open-ended questions. All of it's free. I am here to empower everyone for free just email me so i can get you all the information that you need answer any questions you have i do igs every day i have tv shows i have digital shows anywhere you can find me david at dmelzer.com i'm happy to be of service to you 
Thank you so much, Dave. I appreciate the time as always, and I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much. What a great platform, Casey, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Dave. Have a good day.